0: Shut up and sit down. Hello everybody, I want to welcome you to 294. That's right, this is episode 294 of Third Shift. I, of course, am one of your hosts, Mr. Eric. With me today is the inglorious bastard himself, the legend, the master, the maker, the sometimes salt shaker, Mr. Matt. He's here with me today. We're talking. We're having a good old time. Uh, let me give you a spoiler. Gearbox had a panel, so we got some stuff to talk about, maybe. I don't know. But before we get into any of that, hey, Matt, how's the week? What'd you do? What'd you play? Anything going on that we should know about? What's up?
1: My God, Eric, I got stuff to talk about. First up, the reason why we had to pre-record and record separately last week went out to a show called Swonderful with a singer and orchestra doing all the Gershwin songs. Big famous songs, musical songs, sort of like opera songs, too. It was fantastic. It was beautiful. It was wonderful. Good time out at the theater, like I always have. And then By Gods. By Gods 2, if I have said it before. By Gods 3, if i would said it three times. This weekend, I went down to the Chicago suburbs area, not like me in downtown Chicago, to watch New Japan's Windy City Riot show. Because for the first time ever, New Japan wrestlers came to the Chicago area, which is three hours thirty minutes away. It's right around the corner. Jesus Christ! What a wonderful time! And I'm not, I'm going to even go before the show, the day before. Went to a place called Bauer House Brewing something, Bauer House Pub, Bauer House Bar, something, something, something. And I had the greatest burger I've ever had in my entire life. It was called the Machete. It had bacon on it, lettuce, tomato, onion, standard stuff. had chipotle ketchup, Mm, a little spicy zing. What's on top of that burger? Fried cheese curds. Bite into that burger. Juiciest burger I've ever had. Cheesiest burger I've ever had. Spiciest, sweetest burger I've ever had. I couldn't believe it. Just some bar in the corner on a strip mall, which apparently is the thing, because over there it's just all strip malls and bars in them and all kinds of stuff. Amazing food. Awesome beers. Then the next day, went to the New Japan show. I bought the ticket when I saw Minuro Suzuki was going to be on the card. Because I watch that dude on New Japan all the time. Love him. He's just a mean old cuss of an old dude. Beats the crap out of people, kicks them, throws them around. When he loses or wins, he beats up the young boys who are all around the ring, just beats them up. So as soon as I saw he was on the card, bought tickets, because maybe only time in my life I'll be able to see this man wrestle. And he does a whole entrance where the crowd sings when he gets in the ring. It's beautiful. Wonderful. Then the card came out. It's him versus Tomohiro Ishii, who is just a refrigerator of a dude who just plows through people and beats them up. And they have... Between the two of them, they have New Japan strong style matches where fight, 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 no selling, no selling. Bam, a blow oh, crumples this dude, and then he keeps beating on and beating on him. Then he rah, bows up, starts wailing on the other dude. I can't explain it well, but if you love New Japan matches, you love these two. They fought each other. My God. hairs! I'm getting goosebumps right now remembering the goosebumps that I had when both of those dudes came out. I sang that song at the top of my lungs. And watching that match, I was doing this. I was rubbing my hands together like that GIF. And I was so goddamn excited. Everyone in the crowd was hot for it, too. If this was the 80s, I was a kid watching Hulk Hogan and Macho Man going at it. If it was the 90s, I was a little kid watching Stone Cold and The Rock going at it. It was the greatest thing I've ever seen live in my entire life. Being in the building hearing and feeling, like the crack of the hits. You'd hit it, and everyone in the crowd would go, and then just the battles back and forth. It was everything that I imagined that it could be. And everyone in the crowd loved it just as much. There was a big sign. I put it up on Twitter. People had a big, like, fabric sign they made. Murder Grandpa for Mayor. Because that's what you call Suzuki, because he's an older dude. He's the murder grandpa. Vote for him for Mayor. And they were. I saw... Mayoral ads running while I was there on the TV. It was great. Wonderful show. And at the end of that match, Suzuki lost. He rolls out of the ring. The young boys all like point him to the back. He grabs one. Two or three are grabbing onto him. He bullies him into the guardrail, literally right in front of me. And I swear to God, I took a picture of him as he's pushing him over. And I went, awesome. And I looked up from my phone. And I swear to God, he had that young boy in a chokehold. And he reared back and he looked. He looked straight at my face, straight in my eyes. And he turned, and he beat the crap out of that dude. And everybody was going nuts. I couldn't believe it. It was the most magical event of my entire life. And as I was driving back home, I thought, it's not right, Eric. <laughs> we can only have these moments outside of real life. You have to go do a thing. You can, I can never be this happy in a regular weekly thing. It's not right. In my normal weekly life, I'm never that happy ever. But instead of going down that road of discussions, I'm going to say, when I got back, the only thing that's given me shades of that much excitement is getting back into Elden Ring. And I don't know what it was. Maybe I just needed that week off where it was quarter-end week and life was hell and I could never play it. But getting back into that, everything I do, I love so much. Even when I'm stuck on bosses like I told you I was yesterday, like about an hour and a half between two bosses, and I was frustrated and I was getting mad when you beat that boss or when you get so close and you're just a sliver away and one more hit would have done it but he killed you and you just got to do it again it feels so good when you change your tactics when you do this or when you're not stuck on a boss and you are just roaming around i didn't even find those two bosses i wouldn't have found them unless i was roaming all about i went and did this found this other boss roaming up and went up this giant mountain i didn't even know this giant mountain was here and i found it and up I go up these giant-ass ladders. There's one of those beasts with the little scorpion face on, on the top of it. I ran from him, and then went and found more stuff. I love that game. What we need to do, Eric, every year, we need to have a meme game. I mean, it's happened two years yeah, in okay. a row, Couple so it, it's now. just going to happen again. we got to find a game and just be like, that game looks stupid. Ha-ha, <laughs> why does everybody love that game? Because each time it's happened, it's game of the year, amazing awesomeness. Ghost was one, now Elden Ring is here. What's next? probably be like last of us three which neither of us are into but yeah i can't believe how much i love that game
0: maybe God of war too you know because it ain't coming out this year matt people keep saying where, where's that it, it ain't coming it ain't coming this year folks hey you would have already heard about it if it was coming this year it's getting delayed to 2023 so what's oh, hey, what's
1: the game of the year 2023
0: god of war and this is where we get back back in and <laughs> he plays the god of war series
1: i will say it's possible but that doesn't count because you're super into it i do and like to be something it, yeah. that you think is a joke that's too that's true but man I've just, been, I've just been playing elden Ring. oh man and i've been watching anime oh the other thing i did on that weekend is i got out my little tablet my ipad and i went crunchy Crunchyroll, let's go i got i got a couple hours to kill before the show boom golden boy boom this boom that my phone told me today to cancel Crunchyroll Premium Mm-mm, because my free it. trial has come up. Now I can't do it because I have to watch it on my iPad at work and have no commercials because I can't watch yeah, commercials because I hate commercials.
0: They waste too much time.
1: Wow. It's been, you know what? I was down this week from that giant high that I was in. I went crashing down to earth and under the earth. But now remembering all this fun stuff, it's been a great goddamn week, Eric. How about you, my friend? Well, let me tell you about this week. The weekend, I
0: don't remember. I honest to God don't remember what I did this weekend. I existed. I did some things that real people do matt do you do you know anything I did this weekend? Did I tell you anything
1: you didn't, but I want to say it's almost hard for me to remember this weekend as great as it was. It's just one of those weird things where we go in the we go in the fog for eight hours, yeah, and then blah. and it was
0: like a th- it was like a three day weekend, wasn't it? Then we have Friday off?
1: We did have Friday off,
0: oh my gosh, man, I don't know. Those days, they went. Something happened. They happened. I did play some games, but, like, real life, I don't know. Me and the kids, we went to Barnes & Noble. We read books, uh, ran some errands, did some stuff. But I couldn't tell you what happened on Saturday or Sunday. Couldn't tell you if my life depended on it.
1: The show notes say Easter. Easter happened. It was Easter Sunday.
0: That's right. You're right. It was Easter. Yeah, we did a whole Easter thing. We went to family's... Family stuff. And here, here's what's funny. All right. People can probably relate. So we go to families in-laws' house, you know, the wife's uh, uncles and stuff. And uh, everything's fine. One family member, they believe that the earth is flat and uh, you know, Easter eggs symbolize, like, um, demonic blood on eggs or something. I don't know. It's weird. So then we got, like, this other, this other pair, the, the actual uncle and aunt, and they're very, like, strict. You know, like, we are all the rulers of this home. So, anywho, all this is in a play, right? The people that we generally hang out with, they don't come. They're sick. They don't come. All right. So here we are. Then my uh, wife, she's like, Oh, let me help. Let me help you. Because uh, her aunt can't really move around real well. Let me help you get your plate made. No, it's okay. It's okay. But she's already standing. So she gets the kids' made, plates made. And generally, there's like food all over the table, whole table, like wide food. All right. Sometimes you pass it around, but guess what? We have kids as a barricade in this whole side of the room, so she's like, "Well, no, seriously, let me get your plate. What would you like, Aunt? You know, of mine, and I'll help you out. That way, you're good." And both her, the aunt, and the uncle are like, "We're gonna pass these plates." So my wife, she goes, "Yeah, all right, I'm done." sits down, and so they're like, "Well, pass the plates." All right, so people start passing this food around. Well, it gets to her spot. She's like, "Nah." So now we have to, like, divert the plate across the table, back across the table, to make this work and, when we're gone. And then, inevitably, one of the kids drops an entire plate full of food all over the floor. It was a whole thing. And I, I had a moment, and I sat there, and I'm laughing. To me, this is hilarious. <laughs> I, go, I go, you know what, This is this is that classic tale of a holiday you have with family, in-laws, whatever it is. <laughs> and you're like, Yep. This is why we don't do things with people. This is why we're right here. All because of all this.
1: I say it all the time, Eric. I say it every time you and I talk and you tell me something. And I go, Man, I need to just talk to you all the time because my life is so <laughs> great. I any you know, I don't have in laws, obviously, but anytime I go to my extended family, everybody's happy, everybody's fine, everybody's smiling, everybody's happy and wonderful. There's no conflict, there's no nothing. And granted, I don't do that a lot, but still, I don't have to go and have bad times ever. I don't ever have to do that, and it just it just blows my mind. Just wow, the beautifulness of
0: the world. The world, man, I'll tell you. So, so that all happened. Anyways, it was great. You know, I had a good meal, I had some some times, and did the thing. Easter went by. I did play some video games. We did some Tiny Tina's, and by Tiny Tina's I mean on my side character. I caught up. Uh, to where we were when we played the week previous. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> <laughs> so of course I'm sitting there I'm like, Oh yeah, the really fun quest where you you know the, get the polka dots on the uh the goblin and tell her, hey, oh and then she falls in love with the goblin said, And then I was reminded again of that beautiful moment when Butt had
1: her head Whoa, spoiler alert. A- spoiler spoiler alert, it doesn't
0: matter. Anybody listen to this show, Matt? Is already beat the game. They're in the cash chambers doing stuff. They're looking at us like we're stupid. So we won't. We won't play games. My favorite part, though, Matt, and it happened again. And it happened the first time we got to the docks. And I'll tell you again, Wanda Sykes, man, I just love her, cause like you said, she just says all the things I say, and that's why I love her. She comes and she goes. What? What? I thought he was gonna be knighted. I thought he was gonna be more important than Scrubs. And then, oh, I can't do that. Butt Stallion's the only one who can knight you. But I got something for you. So she goes, you are going to be a squire. And then what is like, that's butt. That's straight butt. <laughs> and I just was cracking up. I was cracking up again. And I know I enjoyed it the first time we did it, Matt. But, mm-hmm. man, even the second time, I'm laughing, having a good time. And I'm like, God, this game, I'm enjoying it. I really like it. I really look forward to us getting actually on board and playing it and having some more fun with it. Mm -hmm. Maybe more than just two hours, for freaking God's (laughs) sakes. Maybe one night. We could play for more than just an hour and a half or two hours time.
1: <laughs> Don't tell me, dude. You're you're yeah. the one who had family just show up in the middle of the night because that's apparently a cool thing that just people just do. It's come Once on again, over. Once again my life. Show up at ten thirty at night. It's just great. You
0: man. You constantly look at me like I'm crazy. Like this ain't true. You're lying to me. It's I'm not lying. This this stuff it happens. This is the world I live in. Chaos, weirdness, strangeness. All sorts of crazy things. This is the this is what I do. This is how world, this is how I roll. That's why when I go, man, I'm not gonna be able to handle that. And you go, why wouldn't you be able to handle it? I say, trust me, Matt. It's not gonna work out. <laughs> you shake your head, you go, it's impossible. There's no possible way. It just is. Just accept it. It's wild, it doesn't make sense, but it is the reality of it. So, yes, I caught up to where we were. You know, I got my secondary character up there, and I can't wait for tomorrow. Hopefully nothing goes wrong, nothing changes, and we get to have a really cool session of some more Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. But I also played Elden Ring and Strangers of Paradise, and I'll be brief. Both games, phenomenal. Like you said, Elden Ring, man, I've gone in so many weird places. I finally just... Busted my head against the uh, Lindel uh, Castle or whatever until I made it through, and I did. I made it all the way through, beat the boss, got all sorts of cool stuff, moved on, and I thought that was it. I was like, "All right, here we go." The next, you know, the next area, no problem. Ended up there's a boss you can't get past. You have to beat this boss to get to the uh, the the land of the giants or whatever it is. That boss just keeps beating me over and over and over again. And I'm way high level. I'm like level 100, so I know I should be able to do this. But the build I have, what I'm using, whatever the case is, one shot I'm dead. So I'm over here just trying to figure out anything I can to get the summons, my summons, or the summons to keep aggro. Doesn't work. Anytime I hit this boss, it's like, nope, I know who the real threat is. It comes flying at me. Going nuts. I tried to kite it around like stones, trees, things like that, but it does splash damage through those. I cannot figure it out. It keeps beating me. So I got demoralized and went, Alright, you know what you've been doing on your side hustle, Strangers of Paradise. Let's go do that. Your side hustle's been treating you real well. Everything's been great. Apparently, Time At, once you get to the Time At the second time for the real time, that's kind of like its check. It goes, Alright, have you been playing this game the way you're supposed to be? We've given you some bosses that are challenging but not crazy. Let's see if you actually know what you're doing in this game. And Tymet is a beast. I keep getting them to second phase, getting them a little bit down, can I get past that? Just smoking me every time. I'll change up to mage, I'll do the I'll go back to the like, just lancer so I can just hurl my lance at Tymet. At. But even with the distance, you run out of uh, your stamina, whatever you call it, and then you have to get in close. Time ats moves are all about in close. It does all these like vortexes, tornadoes, laser beams, all like close range. Then it will always do this huge jump move that does like crazy damage if you don't dodge it. But that's not the big issue. It's the close range stuff because you have to go recharge. And when as soon as you go in, I feel like all it's doing is just boom, 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 boom close range, crazy damage. I can't figure it out. And I'll send my minions, my two guys, you know, I'm like, all right, get its attention, try to do something. It's like they don't exist. (laughs) Even when they're in there doing their, like, moves and stuff, as soon as I get in range, time, it's like, you're the one I'm going to kill. So it's kind of frustrating because I'm like, well, what's the point of them doing all their specials if they're not going to get aggro and give me time to, like, charge up my stamina so I can actually do some moves on you? Both these games now, I have to stop and go cheat and just go watch, like, a YouTube, like... What the heck do you do in this fight? And like we've talked about before, I, I don't want to do that. I kind of want to just do it and try to figure it out. But if I get too mad at something, you know, how I, I I don't want to do it. I'm like, right, I'm gonna either figure this out or I gotta quit because I'm not playing a game to get pissed off. So both those games amazing. I'm enjoying both, but right now I'm just like stuck on them and it's just it's just been eating me alive for the last few days and I ain't been able to play, so I can't even go in and fix it because I'm just sitting here stewing and stewing, man. Just going, why did they do this to me? I don't understand. And here we are tonight doing the podcast having a great time, but another night of stewing because I can't play because of you know, this and the podcast and other stuff I had to do. I'm like, I just want to beat these bosses and keep moving. Let's do it.
1: Can't do it tomorrow either, dude.
0: And then tomorrow night, you're right, you're <laughs> <we're> doing to <Titan laughs> which is fantastic. Yes. And awesome, and I can't wait, but once again, I'll still, as of Friday night, going, these two games pissing me off. So I'm going to go on a Saturday. Hot. Hot, Matt. Uh-huh. That's been my week. That's what I've been up to. You know how we do it. What else have you been doing? Any games come out? Anything happening? What's going on?
1: There's a game that came out, but it is a re-release of a game that I have played. But it's a game that I am very excited about, very passionate about, That a game that I want to play more, and that's Road 96 which came out for Xbox and PlayStation as of last week as we're recording this, the 14th of April, developed and published by DigiXart or Digixart, I'm not sure. But this is, it's a hard game to explain. I'm going to say it's a sort of roguelike, sort of randomized adventure game. Because it's a game all about, it's 1996, you live in the country, I think it's like Petria, and the leader of the country It's ostensibly democracy because an election is coming up, but he's clearly just a tyrannical leader. Bad stuff's going on in that country. People want to rise up, but they're afraid. And you play as one of a group of teenagers trying to cross the border, trying to get out of the country and go away. And on your way to the border, you usually start out, your kind of stats are randomized, and you start out a certain distance away from the border. And each chunk that you move up, you have like a... A little vignette you started at 1700 miles from the border in a car so you have like the car vignette where you were hitchhiking down the road and you got picked up by these people or the first one you start like literally the first one in the game you're riding a bus and so you just ride in the bus and then you look around and a scene happens in this bus or in the car or at the place that you stopped or as you're hitchhiking along the road an event happens to you and These events, they're not like randomized randomized, but they're events that are tailored, but which one you get is kind of a random role. And in those events, you meet all these different characters, and each of the kind of teenagers that you play will run into those certain characters in different ways, in different areas, in different situations. And it's kind of all about figuring out who you want to play as and or how best you can get out of the scenario if it's a dangerous scenario or you know sometimes there's fun ones where you know the taxi dropped you off at this gas station because that's where your money could take you and you meet a cool character and you know you kind of go on your way but it's all about building up your resources which are like cash and health because if you get exhausted you kind of drop and then you can get picked up by the police and hauled off to jail if you run out of cash you can't take the bus you can't take the taxi now you got to hitchhike the next way and so from that vignette where you hitchhiked out you'll only make it five miles down the road before the next event. Whereas if you get in the car or the bus, now you can make it twenty, fifty, however long. It's hard to explain this game in words because the events and the vignettes that you get into can be hilarious. They can be kind of melancholy. They can be serious. They can be fun. They can be super tense and dramatic like that bus scene. There's a police officer whose car broke down as she's trying to transport this kid to the detention center she and this kid are on the bus and the people on the bus are very against the government and they're like, why are you taking this kid? Where are you going to take him? And he's saying, she's going to take me to the mines, which is where supposedly these runaway teenagers are thrown in the mines and then they're never heard from again. But the officer is a really nice lady. And it's this back and forth and the tension in these scenes can mount so well. And it's so, it's so strange because it's a, a small game from like a small French studio. But the way the the music amps up and the, the situation kind of gets out of control if you let it, or you can try and calm it down. But sometimes you trying to calm down the situation is what inflames it further, just like real life. So this game is a ton of fun. I've played it on stream once, and I made one run all the way to the border and made it through. And then the second run, I got too cocky and got arrested halfway there. And then as your runs progressed, By doing certain things in those runs, you can unlock traits that help you in the next run, even though you're not playing the same character. Like, hey, you've unlocked the lockpicking trait. Now, if you have a lockpick in your hands and there's a locked thing, biggity boom, there you go. Or if you really do some good scavenging, the next time you have a higher chance of finding better loot in the trash cans or whatever. So it's a game you can play through a ton of times until you see all these scenes and meet all these characters, and some of them are just so off-the-wall goofy. Some of them, you can tell they're really nice people just trying to get by. Some people are just straight-up mean. It's really interesting to take these different paths and kind of see where your heart takes you or the way you want to play this run will take you, because it can go... Really, really well, and you can escape and have no problems. It can go midway, you made it halfway and got arrested, you can get shot and killed. It all depends on what you want to do in this world, but it's just something about this game. I love it. Ever since I've got it and I did that one stream, I wanted to play more, but other things keep coming in and distracted me. And I don't know, it's a fantastic game, and now it's available on Xbox and PlayStation consoles. So if you want an adventure type of game, if you want something unique, That you're not going to get anywhere else. Check out Road 96. Because I did. And I'm glad I did. You will be too.
0: BAMO. And while you're checking out that game. Let me tell you. There's a game that slipped my notice. It went by. It came out last year. But I only just caught it. And that's Chernobylite. And that's a game that was made by The Farm 51. It's out now for the PS5 Xbox One X. It's been spruced up. You know all the usual gimmicks. This game totally gave me the Metro vibes. Okay, and I was late to those, way late. I came in way late to those, really enjoyed them. I loved that whole, like, uh, Eastern vibe going on, uh, survival horror type thing. And that's what this is, except a bit clunkier. It isn't more just a first-person. It is a first-person shooter, but those are, like, your typical first-person shooters. And this one, you're a man who uh, obviously survived the Chernobyl disaster, but your wife uh, died or... Disappeared or whatever the case is, and you've been haunted by her visage for years. So you decide to go back to the Chernobyl disaster area site and figure out what the hell happened, uncover the secrets, see what what happened exactly to your wife that whole, the whole thing. You know, it's kind of a typical uh, horror story. So there you go. You go. Some cool stuff happens. You get this magical gun that can handle these ghosts that appear in the Chernobyl area. And you also encounter these soldiers who are trying to stop you from figuring out what the hell is going on. All standard stuff. Really neat. The cool part about this game, though, that kind of caught my interest was two things. One, the realistic thing, was that this game's you know has the survival horror type stuff having the first person shooter things going on. But instead of it just being a linear experience, you have to actually find and traverse the area, find NPCs, ask them to join you, you have like a base, and then they'll start uh, in old school style, like, hey, send them on a missions. They'll now go gather resources for you, clear areas, do this and that, clear baddies, so you can traverse areas you know with ease and not have to worry about the baddies going on, that type of thing. So every mission you have, not only does it Get you closer to the you know the end of the story about what happened to your wife, what's going on, but you find NPCs along the way, recruit them into your group, then you build your base up, and by building your base up, I mean you have to build uh, crafting tables, uh, areas to sleep, live that the whole thing, the whole base building operation happens. You get them on board, you start sourcing them to quests and missions and doing stuff like that, which I like. I like that kind of thing. And then on top of that, like I said in the missions, you can go ahead and once finished with the mission, you can say I don't want to leave, I want to scavenge. So now you can go around and just collect every resource in that area there was, find any kind of hidden items, anything that would interest you if you're into that, you know, that sort of thing and do that. And I was like, "Well, that sounds really cool, especially in this, you know, this Russian Chernobyl environment. That's pretty neat." And and I was like, "Wow, I don't know. I'm still kind of not sold on this." It it is an older game, you know. It's not the graphics aren't like oh out of this world or nothing. But then something happened, Matt, and I went, God, this is a game for me. So when you're in trouble, obviously, radiations is happening. You're getting scared. Things aren't, you know, things are weird and spooky. So to fix yourself, as you see the perimeters go wrong, what do you think you need, Matt? You need whiskey. That's what you need. That's how you fix yourself, man. <laughs>
1: I knew it. I was gonna say either there's something to do with whiskey or old Russian dudes around a campfire singing a song no. and drinking whiskey because that's what yep. what got you into Metro. So that's it's right. gotta be it's gotta be whiskey related.
0: <laughs> and it was. Uh, apparently, you just drink whiskey and then you heal yourself. And I went, "That's beautiful. That's just poetry right there." You know, I gotta play this game now.
1: So this is the <laughs> second Eric trope. We know the first one is just someone who swears a lot and says, let's kill everything, mm-hmm. like Wanda Sykes in Wonderlands. The other one is just drinking whiskey, being a drunk. So the next time we play a game together and then we find a drunk character, you will be like, this is the best game ever. This, this is the favorite. best guy. Look at him, Look at him rolling on the floor.
0: Ah, I don't even know what's happening. <laughs> oh, and I'll be cackling. I'll be loving it. I'll be having the best time of my life. So, yes, that is the <laughs> second part that just drew me straight, and i went, oh, my goodness. But between that, the joking part, which is still awesome, and then just the reality that I really enjoyed Metro, and this kind of has that vibe, but more of just a, a spooky, like kind of explore the environment and send out your minions or whatever, your NPCs to do stuff, and, and just figure out what happened. I don't know. It looks cool. It looks like something I'd like to play. If you're into that sort of thing, the... Uh, I think they were calling it like a European survival horror type game. Apparently that's a genre. I'm not too familiar with it, but whatever. I, that's what I was told. So I'll tell you that too.
1: <laughs> okay, no, okay. So uh, this is a side tangent discussion. What is with all the genres lately? Like, I know. when I was looking up Weird West for my release a couple weeks ago, they're like, oh, it's the latest immersive sim. Immersive sim is the genre that uh, these people have been doing. Dishonored, it's an immersive sim. Uh, It's not like a stealth game or a powers game or just an action adventure. That's an immersive sim game. Oh, I really wish we had recorded this podcast like two weeks ago because I was listening to one of my podcasts that goes super deep like on one game, It'd be like two hours of them discussing mm-hmm. it. They had the absolute worst genre I've ever heard. It was instead of Metroidvania, it was like six words in a row. And I went, that's not a genre. That's, that's not even real. Like, it's like not a, real. Like a run, jump, shoot, collector, a exploro type of game. Nope. It, wasn't, it wasn't that bad, but it was that long. And I went, that's... Just say Metroidvania. I know people don't like it, but just say that instead. You made yeah. up this weird thing. I don't like that. Uh, no.
0: Now you make no sense, and there's no 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 relation whatsoever. You're just making up a lot of words.
1: Outside of the six people on that podcast, nobody says that. Literally, no one. What a, mm-hmm. It's an immersive sim game. What the hell does that mean to you, Eric? That means like farming simulator to me. It's That's an immersive what it means sim. To me.
0: It means like actual The Sims. It means like a game in which your whole reason for being there is to just cater to these people's lives and take care of them, Tamagotchi style, and have fun with that. And I don't enjoy that. So instantly when you say it to me, I go, oh, I don't want to do that.
1: But you've I'm seen out. Weird West is a top down like computer RPG. Like a CRPG yeah. is what I would call that one. Yeah, it reminds me of like Shadowrun and stuff like that. And Dishonored is a first-person... You could say it's a first-person RPG or action-adventure. Those words don't go together, especially c- talking about two totally different types of games. Mm-hmm. You can't do this. I don't like it. I don't like it either. The, it,
0: you're making up genres and things, and I don't understand, I'm not familiar with it. So I'm like, am I just out of touch? Because that's exactly how I felt. And I'm like, oh, an Eastern survival horror. And I'm like, what's that mean? What's the difference? What... What are the Eastern folks doing that I don't understand?
1: That means they don't want to say it's like Stalker, or it's like, I mean, there's another Chernobyl game that I think is like a mm-hmm. sort of survival horror. They don't want to compare it to those two, so they'll just say it's eastern Make survival up something a little bit different yeah. you, you say eastern to me i think of japanese well, well, how... and
0: that's what i think of yeah i'm like well japanese no because then you say like japanese survival horror because that is a genre that is that a I genre because you with. get the girl with the dark yeah. hair and the kids yeah, the, and yeah exactly we all know what that is i understand <laughs> so i don't know i'm just like whatever i i guess maybe this one i'm missing out on i wasn't sure if i'm just out of a whole genre like i said i I didn't care or know about Metro until I heard about the whiskey and them around the thing. And then I went, mm-hmm. oh, I'll play that. It looks fun. So maybe I'm just lost. I don't know. But it did look cool. And I can't believe I missed out on it originally when it came out. But I got a second chance on the new systems if you want to pick it up. And maybe I will. Maybe I won't. You know, maybe I'll convince my brother to do it. Who knows?
1: Man, speaking of things, maybe you will, maybe you won't. We got shift codes for keys in two fantastic games that aren't obsolete. Because during Gearbox's Big Packs panel, there was a shift code for 10 skeleton keys in Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. And then after the show, there was a shift code for a diamond key in Borderlands 3. Keys making comeback. Looks like keys are back on the menu, boys. Yeah, keys. are back keys. on
0: the menu, boys.
1: That's how we do now, it.
0: <laughs> I'm going to tell you. <laughs> I'm a terrible human. Because I said, as soon as Tiny Tina's came out, I said, like, I got to get back on board. I'm going to do these keys because we need to enjoy them while we're playing ta-. There's, like, been three since I said that, and I haven't got any of them.
1: I know. I, I could I could feel it in my bones. I'm, like, I'm already gonna, feeling I'm going to get it. on it. And I went, we got on it for the first two, and you're going to fall yep. off. And I, I fell right off. <laughs> if they didn't have, I, I, I would have redeemed it, because I've been redeeming it just on the phone. As soon as mm-hmm. I see it, I click yeah, I don't know what a
0: phone does, so I can't do that.
1: But today... Gearbox tweeted 18,000 things, so it immediately got lost in all the shuffle. Uh-huh. I went, mean, I'll go back and do it, which means I'm not going to go back and do it. But if you are going to do it, you can get some fantastic loot in two fantastic games that we're going to talk about even more in the, throughout the rest of the episode. But there is a ton of stuff in just the snippets portion, not even the panel itself. Because, Eric, did you know that there's all kinds of Wonderlands news? First off, they just released a giant big update. All kinds of hot mm-hmm. fixes, all kinds of patch notes, all kinds of things. Way too many things. Way too many things. But one thing that I didn't know. So Berserker has the spin to win. What was the name of the original spin to win in that game from so long ago that we love so What's much that with game? that character?
0: That one Wrath character?
1: Yeah. That skill name was Dreadwind. What's the name of the Berserker skill? It's also Dreadwind. I'm not a Berserker, <gasps> so I didn't know this until now. I'm sure everyone else, again, has already played already it and, and yep. every they know all the things. But I went, oh, that's so cool. That's so awesome. It's right there, and nobody would mm-hmm. know unless you know.
0: Unless they play. But right? we do know, so it was great. That was pretty cool. And I will just say the event, which we don't really care about, was pretty cool. You know, the weekly event, mini event, cosmetics, collectors, increased chances of cosmetics drop from bosses, especially head, face gear. That sounds awesome.
1: How do we not care what? about that, Eric? That's the best thing. Why do we thing. not
0: care? Because we're never going to get an a boss. We're going to get interrupted after 37 minutes, and we're never going to see the next boss. We're not even going to get the chance. And then by the time we play it next week, guess what? It's going to be next week. So the Cosmetics Collectors is going to be over, Matt. That's why I'm sad. Because I'm like, wow, this is cool. Me and Matt are going to get screwed. I can feel it in my bones. Like all them bone skeletons we've been fighting this week. You know what I mean? We're just...
1: That's fair. That's fair. Okay, you have a valid point, but mm-hmm. I will say, well, the other thing that I did like, the one thing that I'll pull out of the patch notes, I'm not sure if it was there or just an update from earlier, is instead of them just looking purple, like every other purple gear, they've changed the, the color and the, the item, like the look of the item in the status screen, which I think is cool, because I, it looks just like every other like generic common thing, but now they've changed that, and instead of, hey, it just looks like a purple, and I can't tell what's cosmetic and what's not, boom, they changed that too. So that's fantastic. And did you know, Eric, in addition to all this other wonderlandy stuff, the the first piece of the season pass dropped today. And we are, what, like four <laughs> hours into the game, thanks we're to constant four, interruptions yeah. and if bad that, things and, hours, and server yeah. drops and everything. And uh-huh. People have, like, hundreds of hours in this game. Jim Ferranda has 100% completed the overworld. Props to you, yep, Jim. You did a great job. Yep. We are awful. We're the worst. and We can't even touch the season pass content because we're... We don't, We're barely out of bright hoof. Maybe I don't yeah. even, even know.
0: It's insane. It is literally insane. I feel so strange right now. We said we we're gonna do it, and that's what we're doing. We're gonna commit and just have a good time, play as we play. But it feels very weird, man. I ain't gonna lie. When they're like, "Hey, see, the DLC's dropped. Go get it, boys and girls," and I'm like, "No, I'm, I'm, I haven't even started the mission yet. What are we doing?"
1: I would say, well, you know, here we'll have the we'll have our therapy discussion on the podcast. I felt really bad. When I saw it, I went, we're not even anywhere. But at the same time, I remember from Borderlands 3, when I blitzed through it, and then the content came, and then what did both of us do? We blitzed through it like in a day. Mm -hmm. That felt really bad. So as weird as this feels, I feel like I'll take this for the Friday night fun we are going to have. Because otherwise, it would just be, I don't know, just run around... Where are you at? Where are you, we at? Uh, We're in the same place. That's where we are. We're going to continue and do the quest, and we're going to have fun and laugh together instead of, I did this. Come here, come here, come here, come here. We've talked about it already. Yeah, we have. It does feel weird, and I feel like a slacker, but it's going to be worth it in the end for us, like enjoyable experience-wise.
0: But if you are on that, of course, it's Vesper. She's waiting in the Dreamvale Overlook. Go find her. She's got some new stuff for you to do. Have a great time. Do what you do. I haven't really heard much on it yet, whether it's good or bad. You're going to tell me way before I'm going to tell you because, uh, like we said, we're not even started yet. We haven't even got going.
1: I watched the trailer. There's cool snakes and shark things. It looks very cool. I don't have any idea what anything is about. But what I do know is that, man, you you mentioned it before. It's the mm-hmm. one thing that can fix you up is a good stiff drink of whiskey.
0: Oh, yes.
1: Man, Scratch. the only thing that would be better is if you could look at Moxie while you're drinking whiskey. Surprise, suckers. Now you can, if you're in England or the surrounding territories.
0: Yeah, if you're overseas.
1: But I did get a link to buy it you know, in America and have it shipped over, as long as your, your, you know your airport regulations will allow shipping of booze, which I don't think Michigan does, so we'd be screwed either way. Mm-hmm. But I found it earlier, and it was like 22 euros for the bottle and 50 for shipping to the U.S., and I went, okay, in an hour, I'll click on this and I'll get it. Six hours later, when I finally remembered, it was sold out also. So if you're in an area where you can get this, there's a Ballantyne's collaboration with Borderlands with a Moxie whiskey. The bottle just looks cool. I just wanted the bottle just to have the bottle. I like seeing the branch out to especially big brands that I know that we've seen that we've drank before. It's cool.
0: I was super stoked to see it. But like you said, when I went and researched it, I was like, oh, I, I can't afford this. You know, it's just not possible. If it was coming over to here, uh, yeah, definitively out of have bought a bottle instantly. But it's not, or at least not as of, as of yet, which I doubt it's going to, just because it's a, a foreign brand anyway and doesn't typically see the light of day here. So it was sad. I was sad. But then, of course, I'd heard about Jifu. And before the panel, I'd heard about it. But then, of course, at the panel, Erica was mentioning everything. And I was like, gosh, blessed. And I've been to like four or five stores since then. Still don't see it there. I see the Sonic, I see the Gears, I see other ones, and I'm like, wow. So I'm hoping that uh, even though we're screwing the Moxie, Matt, we can at least get a G Fuel, and I can drink that delicious Tiny Tina's Wonderland G Fuel and just guzzle it down, unlike what Erica did when she just took a sip. I will just guzzle it down and be a mad fool.
1: I will say this, at least, I'm assuming we could at least least buy it online. Because, I mean... Michigan has weird, like, you can't ship alcohol here, so I don't think we mm. could have gotten that regardless. This, hey, it's a tub of energy drink or, you know, a, a six-pack of the cans. Yeah. yeah, I would probably get the tub because I have a little, like, sort of vitamin slash energy thing that I put in my, my big water bottle that I take to work.
0: Yeah, the tub's healthier anyway because I think the tubs, you know, those tubs, they generally get rid of all, well, G Fuel gets rid of all the sugar too. I don't know. Maybe they are the same, but whatever. Yeah,
1: but I might get that and then, like, Put one scoop in the big thing, so it's spaced out more. You know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I got excited because Wonderland's branded stuff. I could just that could be like my next vitamin bottle. I just once I go through the G Fuel, then pff, vitamins go in there. Mm-hmm. Now I can see it forever. It's just right there.
0: Yeah, it's just a cool thing to remember. A cool game and have a fun time with. Mm-hmm. So that was neat. And then of course, uh, she also talked about their brand in general, getting some more stuff out there with European, Japanese, other influencers uh, coming out with cool merch for uh, the Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, which is also, you know, awesome. Some of it's very expensive, though. I've also, you know, I went and looked at some of it and just, uh, you know, if you got money and you got money to spend, hey, check this stuff out because it's really cool. But unfortunately for myself, it just isn't in the cards. It's one of those, oh, it's great to look at, but not going to happen unless they get some of it here naturally where I can just go, like, to uh, Hot Topic or something and pick it up.
1: Or you can go to GearboxLoot.com because they did what? have a discount code PAX2022. I screenshotted no it way. off the presentation. And I will say, I went there. I had spent a long time since I've been on GearboxLoot.com. Mm-hmm. They did refresh the site. It looks nice and cool and different. So I didn't have a chance, because I was at work, to see if there was a bunch of new stuff on there, especially for Wonderlands. I'm sure there is. But if you want a discount code, PAX2022 will get you... Some denomination of money off? I'm not sure she said. She just said, here's a discount code.
0: Here's a discount. Yeah, there was no specification. But definitely go check it out because there's a lot of cool merch, and I, I really want some of it. So maybe I'll go there myself and use that code and maybe actually pick something up. So, Matt, you know, let me give you a little bit of uh, uh, back screen here. Matt, he said no. He was going to take this off. He was going to throw it in the trash can, and we won't talk on it long because we got to get to the panel and we're already running short on time. But all right, boys and girls, it ain't got nothing to do with Gearbox, but Outriders World Slayer DLC, it has to be brought up because me and you, man, we took a lot of time out of our lives and we played the hell out of some Riders And we talked about it on this very show many a time and how the goons and the NPCs in that game are the worst, dumbest, craziest freaking idiots. And the only cool people there ever were were murdered and are dead. Mm-hmm. Murdered and dead. Yes, and we were so mad, man. We were so mad. We were so mixed. It was just a, it is this whole whirlwind of emotions. Just, we enjoyed playing this game, but at the same time, we hated some of these people so much. We just wanted to choke them to death, and never want to see their faces again.
1: There's no conflict. There's no swirling of emotions. There's one emotion, and that's fuck that game.
0: No, the game was great because
1: of those dumb people. Because of that stupid end boss with his million stupid yeah, with void his cheap
0: things. No. Yeah, that that part was no. Sh- I ain't no. gonna lie. To you. You're forgetting the night tonight, though, Matt. We would sit there and we're just da 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 using awesome abilities, going up and just racking through the area, you know, from spot to spot. I loved that. That was so much fun.
1: But here's why we're not going to talk about this DLC, Eric. Because mm. you're not going to buy this DLC. Yes, I will. And you're never going to play this game ever again. Yes, I am. No, you're not. Don't lie to yes. me. are. You, a, you we can't are. spend money. You're a dirty liar. You're dirty... I'm ca- not I'll spending money on out. Out no. a goddamn game. No.
0: Yes. No. We got to do it. No. The, here's the whole thing. The whole reason I bring it... The story continues, man. We can't let it end. The story goes on. They have new story missions. So we get to keep figuring out what happened to these idiots and what's going on with these clowns. Not only that, but there's a few new biomes. So we get to go to new enemies, new areas. We can't let it die. We can't let it end. It keeps going. We have to figure out what happens.
1: I think Red Brad can figure out what happens. We'll watch Red. We'll say, "Yeah, I could." Man, that forest place was so cool. Remember that lava zone? You'd be like, "Oh man, you kept falling that lava!" And I'll go, ha, ha, "I sure did, buddy." Ha, ha, ha. Whoa, hee, he.
0: I'm very sad. I thought we had better times with this game. Maybe it was uh, just a one person relationship. You know what I mean? Those things happen. You know. Maybe you know what they what always was.
1: say. You know what they always say, Eric. <laughs> You can have a great movie, but if the ending's bad, that's all anybody remembers. Uh We had a great time, but the ending was horrible. It was terrible. That's true.
0: I don't know, folks. I just want to let you know, we did talk a lot about Outriders. It was a part of our lives for a chunk of time. I'm interested in continuing the story and seeing how these people I hate come out of things. Matt, I don't want him to come out of things. It. I want to know. He doesn't want okay. to hear about it. Here. He doesn't want to know. He wants to
1: end it here. So that's it. Here's the DLC that I'll buy. <laughs> if it's like Undead Nightmare. Oh, zombies came out and they ate all the friends, and I'm the only, only the Outriders are left alive. Perfect. I'll sign up, sign up for that. I'll shoot monsters. I'll shoot. This would be the one zombie thing that I like because they ate all the stupid characters.
0: Well, the one eye chick tries to kill the scientist dude. So maybe she succeeds. Maybe, maybe there's some hope. She's not going to succeed. So, I know. It's not but gonna work. I'm just trying to lure you in. Maybe you'll maybe there's new skill trees, new everything for your your class. Uh there's new points that you can collect from doing the campaign mode that allow you to get some new abilities going on. Uh obviously a bunch of new weapons, all sorts of new stuff. Maybe I'll keep badgering.
1: We're gonna go from something that will never be enjoyed by anybody. To something
0: it will be. <laughs> You're wrong. I hate you, man.
1: <laughs> to something that was enjoyed by all. Because I preface before we get to the panel. I mean, the gearbox like setup at PAX East looks phenomenal. It made me so sad seeing the giant booth and the, like the dis- you know the the merch display that we kind of talked about already, all lit up, looking like a proper chopper. It looked phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And then the panel showed up, and there was all kinds of good times, all kinds of fun stuff. But the things that stood out for me were game reveals. From Gearbox Publishing, we've seen a teaser for Hyperlight Breaker before, which is the sequel to Hyperlight Drifter. It was basically the same trailer here. But then the trailer that didn't want to play and decided to play eventually, Relic Hunter's Legend. Obviously, we know basically nothing about it. They said shooting and looting. Uh-huh. And they showed maybe 15 seconds of action. But that 15 seconds, it caught my attention. Like hordes of enemies and all kinds of shooting and jumping around and I couldn't tell if it was fat pixels or really hand-drawn graphics, but the graphics looked sharp and the action looked fast and fluid It looked like a lot of fun to me. It caught my eye. I'm going to be looking out for it.
0: I was mixed. Uh, I was with you. I was in, I was like, okay, this looks like something, you know, we could just have a great time with. Like one of those side games we play on a Friday night, we don't really feel like our main adventure, you know, just going in, brrr, lots of lots of bullets, everything going on, lots of enemies on the screen. But it threw, what bugged me, it wasn't the graphics, it wasn't anything. It was the weapons. When the weapons popped up, it had that Fortnite look. Like, it looked bubbly. It looked, uh, it didn't even remind me of Fortnite, to be honest. The first thing I thought was Kingdom Hearts and uh, the bubblegum ships, wherever that crap was. I wouldn't know. You probably don't even know. But it just looked really kind of hokey to me. I And I was like, oh, I don't like that. I wanted it to be just. Gritty, realistic. I don't even care if it's realistic. It doesn't even matter. I just wanted to be anything but bubblegummy. And maybe it's not. Maybe it was that one image they showed of the gun when it pulled up and it started showing you the stats of that particular weapon. But it was all like triangles and circles and just made of like bubblegum pieces, basically. And that that really threw me off. Like I took a sharp turn. and I went no, I don't want to play that. But the rest looked good. Like it looked like fun. And I'm like, okay.
1: You could be hitting him with cotton candy on a stick if that action looked that fun and plays that fun. I mean, Randy Pitchford gave it a glowing review.
0: He did. He says it played over forty hours, like straight away and was loving it.
1: So we'll we'll so. see. We'll see some more on it, obviously. But it looks like Smash TV, sort of, but with like more multiplayer like they showed four players Mm -hmm. all at once
0: yeah going crazy
1: and i love that kind of game with just enemies all over the screen bullets all over the screen running and jumping and i mean literally running and jumping which you couldn't do in smash tv you could just walk around and shoot Mm -hmm. so i want to see how that influences this kind of like horde or wave based game if it is anything like that but i don't know i was hyped for it i am remaining hyped for it don't get let me get you down man I, i i'm not saying i'm like being a debbie downer
0: I love like I used to I grew up on Gradius Life Force games like that. I love the bullet hell type, you know, thing going on. So I loved it. It's just I don't want it I just I hope it doesn't go like super kiddie the whole way through where it's like every gun's like lollipops and candy canes and stra- I know you said as long as the action's fine, but mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. That just that it throws me off. Whenever you're talking about killing, I want killing. Don't go, hey, but you're actually just a fluffy cotton candy man, and it's not anything you're killing. It's just like a thing. And you're like, no, 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 no. Let's just kill people. Let's just do that. That's more fun.
1: It's not going to be that because you didn't see any blood stuff in there. Well, yeah, Why are you playing Wonderlands? You don't kill anything in Wonderlands. Everything sparkles and rainbows in that game, too. What's wrong with no, you? No, no,
0: no. It's just the content. It's the way it was portrayed. Like I said, I just don't want the guns to look like cotton candy and lollipops. Don't do that. Just I don't care about the rest. Just... Anything but that. I hope it was just the one gun. I want to see more. I can't wait to see more because the action itself looked great. I was looking forward to it. and I was like, cool. And then they gave us that short tease. And I was like, damn it, Randy. You told me this game was amazing and I want to see more of it. Now you got to feed me more. And of course, you go, oh, we're going to show you more later. I'm like, Show me 20 minutes now, Randy. Give me 20 minutes.
1: Give me a French tickler weapon, one big long fluffy little pink thing <laughs> that I can tickle my enemies to you death with.
0: Give me a cat <laughs> of nine tails. You know, if we're going to go in that direction, fine. You know, give me that one.
1: But something that they are going to give us is another cool game that I thought looked really nice, like looked uh-huh. fantastic, and then watching the gameplay, I really liked the lo- the look and the feel of it as well. Eyes in the Dark, a black and white game all about darkness and monsters and fighting them with your flashlight and then getting pieces and abilities that upgrade your flashlight. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, they said it's a roguelite game, which you know is up my alley, making different runs, powering up your flashlight in different ways. This looked great. I I will tolerate no BS from you on this one because this looked like a lot of fun. If you disagree, get out of my house.
0: It did look great. I mean, roguelite, though, it's not up my alley. You know this. It's not like I'm trying to... Instantly, when you said roguelite, I'm like, oh, okay, Sh-. But I do- I love the flashlight mechanic. I love that. I was like, well, that looks really fun. I really want to try this out. I really want to play this. I Like you said, I love the color, the black and white whole thing going on. And then this girl in this mansion with the curious case of the Victoria Bloom, you know, inside this big house, having to figure out, you know, save her parents, save her family, or whatever. All that was cool. I was loving it, but I was like, oh man, roguelites, I just, I want to love them, I keep playing them and trying them, and I just can't get on board, and so this is like another one where I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do it, I'm going to play it, it's just a given, because it looks cool, I like I like how everything's panning out, I like the looks of it, but will, I, will this be the roguelite, Matt, if, if freaking Hades didn't do it, is this going to be the one that gets me? I don't know, we'll see, time will tell.
1: I'm going to reserve comments, because you you threw that in there just to spite me, and I know you did, because you're a bad person. But we're going to close it out on a high note.
0: No, I really love the game. It looks great. (laughs) I'm not being an (laughs) a-hole. I'm just saying. Roguelites, I just keep buying. I've got like five of them I've never finished, because I keep going, this is the one. I can't wait. Nah, I hate these games. Even though it's not a bad game at all, I understand, but...
1: But something that we should both be excited for. Yes. Because it is a sequel, not not like a direct sequel, but another entry in the franchise of a game that we both loved, that was awesome, that generated brand new characters got, that got folded into the major series. Randy Pitchford at the end of the panel. After all the stuff, after all the rigmarole, after all the talking, a new entry in Tales from the Borderlands developed in-house at Gearbox. So this is, this is a twofer. Not only is it a new Tales from the Borderlands, which Tales from the Borderlands is my favorite piece of Borderlands, probably, like just story-wise, character-wise, interactions-wise, but this is, possibly, what you have said for a long time. You don't want Gearbox to just do first-person funny shooters. Now they're doing a narrative-based game. What frame that will be, what actions that will take, who knows, but it's a new type of game for Gearbox.
0: Indeed it is. And I cannot wait. I, I, oh man, like you said, I love Tales from Warlands. What a wonderful title it is. The, the, the characters, the story told, everything was just fantastic. And I'm just, I'm hoping that Gearbox takes what Tales did and studies it, puts their magic on it, really learns from how and why that succeeded. And like Randy said, they're not going to put it in where everybody else already is. It's going to be its own tale, new characters in the Borderlands universe, which gives them just such a free reign, and that's what I'm looking for. I want to see a story told that ain't tied into something that like forces them into some tropes or any BS. Go nuts. Have a good time. Tell a fresh story, and if you tie it in in a tertiary sense somewhere, cool, and if not, I don't care either, but this is great. Because this, like you said, will really give them some chops to do something fresh, something new, something that is their typical, you know, first-person shooter type. I heard this. And then the boot, something about 2022 coming out. Did he say it was coming out, or did he say it's going to be more news this year? Because I, I am hazy on that at this point.
1: I believe he said in June there will be more news about it, but I almost feel like he said 2022. I could
0: have swore he said it's coming out this year.
1: He definitely said They'll show more off in June, though, which is yeah. right around the corner, right as we always say on the show.
0: So I was too very stoked about this. I can't wait to see what Gearbox Software Official is gonna do with you know this title. And of course it's published by 2K, so the money's there. They ain't gotta worry about any of that. It's gonna be phenomenal.
1: I just hope that they take the same kind of not the same kind of style, but Tales from the Borderlands had so many visual gags or like alternative like when you could choose your dialogue options you could make so many references to other things or jokes from like outside the typical borderlands humor via your choices and then like i said like the visual humor of a lot of the shots i really hope they take that kind of stuff to heart because i love borderlands and i love the borderlands humor and i love wonderlands the wonderlands humor but you could go so kind of off the rails in references to other things in tales that i hope they i hope they flesh that out even more possibly, but at least take that same kind of player choice into the new version, because that was my favorite part about it. So I'm excited. I'm hyped. I can't wait
0: to see what they do. I would love to see a lot of player choice. I'd love to see like alternate endings that are big time changes Mm -hmm. and really affect you. Like That's always been my wish for any game, man, to be honest with you, is not the the S tier ending, the alpha tier ending, the bravo tier, whatever you want to call it, Charlie tier. I want to see endings that are just endings. Like, you can actually make a completely different set of decisions, and it isn't necessarily the E-tier ending. This is a legitimate ending based off decisions you made. This other ending is a legitimate ending based off the decisions you made. Instead of, ha ha ha, because you didn't do this, you get, like, a two-second crap ending, and that's the end. I would love to see them embrace something like that and, and change the way games function, you know, as they do now, where... to. To get this ending, the real ending, you have to do such and such and such. Because what, what, well, what's everybody gonna do, man? They're gonna go do the S tier ending. You want the true ending, so it takes away player choice because you're just gonna go look up what's the right choices to make because you don't want to get the freaking E tier ending and then have to go play the game again. This would be a great opportunity for Gearbox to like change something again in a particular genre by making like, player choice really matter and giving you real endings that can be different, but also legitimate.
1: Yeah, I hear what you're saying. I feel like if they continue in like the Tales format, though, mm-hmm. I'm sure there are different endings you can get, but my journey in those, in all of those games is just... I, I played it just like you do most RPGs. Yeah. That's my decision. That's, that's what... That's what I'm getting. Yeah, that's what we did in The Walking Dead, in Game of Thrones, in Tales of the Borderlands, in any of the other Telltale games. There's no other choices in my game they did this no that doesn't exist this is what happened uh-huh. so yeah i feel you on that but I, as long as it's kind of that same kind of structure we'll talk about hey did you uh do this 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 no i did this 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 and after that we went and blah 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 blah, blah. oh cool 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 so i'm uh-huh. hoping that's the case and we can have those awesome conversations
0: i do too and real briefly since we're at the end of the show i also want to mention he of course that there's going to be Big news on some other stuff like Brothers in Arms, which we already know we've talked about it for years. They've been doing Brothers in Arms. They're just never going to mention this freaking game. But beyond that, what I got excited for was Duke Nukem. He said we got big news on Duke Nukem, and I went, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa! what? Nuke and Duke—that's coming. Is that what we're doing? That's <laughs> coming true."
1: To be fair, he said that stuff in the Gearbox Movie Studio segment of That's
0: things. Tr- yeah, he did. He so, did. He did. Yeah. Dang
1: it, you know? But if you're pulling out one thing, I'll pull out another quick thing. You know, it's been three years since I've said this. I want to hear more from the user research team. Because we get the numbers, and they say, oh, you guys have killed 4.7 billion skeletons. And that's cool. Mm-hmm. But I want to know deeper stuff than that. I want a web page of just all the things, like... What's the most used weapon to kill bosses or, or these tier bosses or that? I want to know all that stuff because you know they collect all that data. That's why patches go in. And- oh, yeah. And when the user research team was doing those presentations ages ago, I ate them up. I couldn't get enough of that. Like these regular stats are fine, but I want to know the correlations between this. How many skeletons were killed with this? How many times did you get a critical hit on a skeleton and it went poof and, you know, exploded? I want to know all the crazy stuff. So whenever I see just the regular numbers, I go, oh, you could be giving me so much more in just a panel of just that. Mm -hmm. And I just want to eat it all up. I miss those user research people. I miss them. Come on back.
0: I do, too. It is a shame to have seen them kind of take a rear uh, seat in the whole thing. But, of course, you mentioned that. And then now you go, oh, yeah, they had uh, Graham and them come out. For that whole thing about how they got this, you know, the the event coming up with the Malon event, mm-hmm. the bosses are going to turn to raid bosses. They got some new skins coming out for Borderlands Street, mm-hmm. and that got me going. Man, I'd like to fight those bosses again. That'd uh-huh. be fun. And as a raid boss, that'd be pretty cool. Me and Matt going there, kill him as a raid boss, and then of course get that really cool skin. Assuming the community does it enough times, mm-hmm. I'm all about that. That wouldn't take a lot of time. That's a nice, just hey, let's go spend twenty minutes in here, see if we can do it. Then boom, bust out, get back into Tiny Tina's. Oh man, huh?
1: It feels so nostalgic now. Yeah. Because I just thought, man, I could run around with Mister Beef again, mm-hmm. and just instantly never die, and see you smack up going whole hog as Iron mm-hmm. Bear. It's so weird because we did stuff so separate, but that we coalesced in like the perfect co-op team. You're just Damage McGee. I'm Live Forever Jones. What great games and what a great company that we're all fans of. And people could say whatever they want, but man, Gearbox gives you such good gameplay experiences that you can experience with your best buddy. So tell us about some of them via the email, thirdshiftme@gmail.com gmail.com, on the Twitter machine, at thirdshiftme. Find us on Facebook under Third Shift. Tell us some good Gearbox stuff. Did we miss something from the panel that you're very excited about? Are you very excited about the same things? Are we totally wrong on something? Let us know via all those things. Do it. Do it.
0: Do it. That's right. You can do it. And of course, while you're doing that, head on over to Patreon, like a little old tip jar, Throw us a buck, two bucks, three bucks, kind of bucks, any bucks, helps us out, keeps the lights on, pays the bills, lets us uh, upgrade equipment, do all sorts of fun stuff. You can do that for us if you like the show, if you like what you're hearing. If you ain't got money and you do want to support us in some other way, Matt just told you. Go give us that feedback. Go tell us what's up. Tell us uh, some questions. What do you want us to talk about? Things like that. All that's fun. Any interaction's great. Five-star reviews on the old uh, Spotify, on the iTunes. You know how it goes. You've heard it a billion, trillion times.
1: Help us help you. That's the end of the story. But I'm going to continue the story by saying you can continue your third shift story by listening to the very next episode, which will be dropping on the 28th of April on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podbean, on Spotify, and on YouTube. And as I always say, hey... If you like what we're doing, and you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services. Because it does help us out. And we really do appreciate it.
0: You know we really appreciate it. Just like we appreciate those five-star reviews. And someday, like I said, I'll check that Spotify. Because apparently there's like three over there. But I don't know how. I don't even think I got the information for that Spotify for the Third Shift Me account yet. But maybe someday I will know. We'll see. But I appreciate those who have done it. It's so gratifying and awesome. Thank you so much.
1: (laughs) And with that, there's nothing else to say. But Don't don't forget to say and and sit sit down. down.